You are listening to Redefining Rural, a podcast dedicated to celebrating, elevating, and changing the way we think about rural education in the state of Colorado and beyond. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platform. Welcome to Redefining Rural Podcast. We are super excited today to finally unveil our uh, interviews with the staff and community from the Elizabeth School District. Elizabeth is it's such an amazing and incredible place. And we had hoped to be, they were going to be the first of our sort of in-person dives, uh, deep dives into the incredible work happening in our rural schools. And then, as we all know, COVID hit. So we ended up doing a whole bunch of different interviews with incredible people in that community and decided that we would focus the first episode around Elizabeth on uh, the in-person learning piece that we've been highlighting in our podcast. And I don't know, Kirk, I was so taken by just the passion and the relationships of all the entwined relationships and mutual support and respect. It came from, I think, every person that we talked to, students, staff, parents. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I would agree with you. And I think what's exciting in this episode is that everyone's going to get to hear both from the superintendent and administration, as well as students and parents, all about what's going on in Elizabeth around this idea of the power of in-person learning. So we hope that everyone who's, who's listening and watching gets an opportunity to hear from all these different folks and see the incredible things that are happening in Elizabeth School District. And before we take you into our podcast, I want to make sure that we thank Generation Schools Network. Generation Schools has gone above and beyond for this podcast, not only by sharing Kirk with us, uh, that's a big part of his work, but also um, providing us with an AmeriCorps staffer, Yanni Gottlieb, who has been remarkable. He's editing our podcast. He's managing us, which is no small task. And so we are we thank you, Generation Schools, not only for the support you give to the Redefining Rural podcast, but the incredible work you do with our rural school district. So we hope you all enjoy uh, this look at Elizabeth School District and the amazing work that they're doing for in-person learning. Enjoy. Okay, I'll start off. Um, Douglas Bissinet. I'm the superintendent of Elizabeth. Been here for 12 years, so um, know the community really well and most of the staff, um, I, the, the newer staff I'm still getting to know. But um, this year has been um, really rewarding for a lot of our staff members because by, um, I would say, a bit of good fortune and, and some collective um, you know, planning, uh, we've been able to be in person the entire time, this entire school year. When I say in person, it doesn't mean um, hybrid or one day a week or half in and half out. All of our students come to school every day and they've been doing that now for 14 weeks. And um, I've been able to be in the schools and to see through a new perspective um, how valuable it is for kids to be learning together, whether it's first graders or 12th graders, to be learning in the physical presence of a teacher, the importance for the teacher to be able 
to see all of their, their students um, in the same space, physically together, body language, who's, who's falling asleep, how do you get them engaged, um, who might have a question but isn't uh, you know, going to ask the question, say, remotely. Um, and the, the pace at which the teachers can go, because I'm able to go into the classrooms and see, just like normal, um, you know, learning um, the phonemic awareness, uh, you know, first, second grade, the, the, they have a very um, root, not routine, um, um, pres prescribed approach to teaching literacy that um, requires a lot of interaction, including group interaction, a lot of facial um, uh, movements to, to how you make sounds, hand movements that the, key, the kids key off of, that as you can just see here, I'm doing a lot of arm waving and you really can't see everything and you can only see me straight on. So, um, you know, the, the dialogue that can happen um, in a high level literacy class at the high school, um, we're seeing those things happen in our students. We're seeing that they have an extra appreciation for being able to be in school, our teachers as well. And, um, and, and the reports we get from our parents is that they're just really happy for something that we all took for granted, which was to just be in person. Wondering, can you talk a little bit about, you talked about the importance of in-person learning. What's that taken? I mean, what is that? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest lessons learned? Um, smiling, as I say, because I kind of, I mean, head explodes when you think, think about like how hard it must be. Smiling rather than crying. <laughs> right, right, pretty much, pretty much. You know, um, I'll start, and, and of course, Kristen um, um, can add from, from her perspective, uh, but I, I think that it's, it's taken a little bit of luck. And I, I, I want to start with that because I think there's a tendency to not recognize that there's, there's just sometimes you have um, good fortune for whatever reason, whether it's deserved or not. And, and I think we have a little bit of that. Um, but it's, it's, and, and it's, it's hard to convey the real um, power of this, but it's been uh, a loose partnership, but I would say a strong commitment on the part of at least three groups of, of people that um, working, not like together like a team, but working towards the same goal, the teachers, I mean, the, some of the teachers were afraid legitimately. They, they had um, their own health risks. They had family members with health risks. They're hearing what's going on and there's this level of uncertainty. Um, but they worked together. They worked with us. They worked with their students to, to, to deal with all of those things. Um, the, the students have been incredibly cooperative. We've had many fewer behavior issues. Um, they, we have not had any issues with masks. Um, when I say any issues, it's, it's not been a topic. People do them. You ask them to, you know, put it over their nose, whatever. It's, 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 um, even though their families may not support generalized mask wearing, um, you know, regardless of the diversity of opinions, whether they're, you know, mask all the time or no masks, the kids wear them. Um, and the parents have been really important. They've communicated with us, whether it's the school attendance officers, whether it's our district nurse. You know, my husband is awaiting a test. Should I send my kids to school? 
and we answer the question. So there's been daily dialogue with our nurse, with multiple families um, who want to do the right thing. And their, um, their help has been essential because we haven't had many people come into the schools with the virus. And that has helped tremendously. Um, and then the teachers, when they see a little bit of uh, glassy-eyedness or a student looks a little pale, because they know them, and they say, you know what, go down and talk to Stacy there in the health office. You're not looking so great. Well, you know, they've loaded up on ibuprofen and they've, they, they had a slight fever the night before and they just didn't want to miss. It's like, you know what, we need you to go home. And that's that partnership, lo loose partnership, but strong commitment has really made a big difference. That's remarkable. And sort of a phenomenon, I think, that we're seeing around the state, at least in rural Colorado, where superintendents and educators doing everything they can to keep their kids in school. Kristen, let's go ahead and do uh, introduce yourself. I think you're newer to the Elizabeth team. Is that right? I am. I've been here uh, roughly a month. Uh, my name is Kristen Harris, and I am the executive assistant to superintendent and the board of education. And then uh, my other role is homegrown talent initiative project manager. So I serve a dual role, but I am also a parent of a preschooler. Uh, she's three years old, and this is her first time in school. And um, I recently just experienced firsthand the importance of having my daughter in school, my daughter being in preschool the teachers didn't have to set up a zoom a zoom meeting for her to see her her classmates and the teachers um they reached out to me every day to see how she was doing ask questions um they would film their circle time so that i could play it back to her later that night going above and beyond i mean as a parent it it makes me feel like my daughter has a name she's not just a number in the system and the teachers care they did. They went above and beyond. And I. And it's funny because during the circle time, you get to see the teachers and they have the face shields on when they're talking to the kids. And I was thinking, wow, that's dedication because it's hard for me to wear my mask, let alone a face shield. And you're talking to a bunch of preschoolers who are running around, you know, and the dedication that that takes and the enjoyment that they have just doing it, it makes me feel like my daughter's in great hands. Going above and beyond totally resonated for me, right? With regard to all of the work that you all are doing, your teachers, your kids. I mean, it just is, I think, the perfect tagline or theme for this series. So thank you for that. Hey, Brett, tell us who you are. Hello, Brett McClendon. I'm the principal here at EHS. Um, to be quite honest, the, the, the in-person is just such a different dynamic. And, you know, the fact that we've only had one week out uh, this week, uh, all semester, and part of that is, you know, somewhat precautionary so we can finish the next two weeks, one week of instruction and a week of finals, uh, I think speaks to the value of in-person learning. And, and one of the things about being a, a smaller school, a rural school, is that, that we've been able to do a really nice job of protecting our kids, protecting our staff, uh, because we can, we can do the contact tracing when we need to and, you know, send kids remote for a short period of time in order to protect everybody else. And, and by doing that, we've created a much better learning environment than certainly what everybody went through last spring. That was, uh, that was a challenge for everybody. 
Hi, I'm Jenna McKenzie. I'm a junior in Elizabeth High School. What are you seeing or hearing from the other students about this crazy time in terms of above and beyond? Or uh, what is it? What is it like to be a high school kid during a pandemic? It's hard. Uh, the masks, uh, they're not too much of a problem for me, but I see why other people have problems because I've worn masks that hurt my ears and rub my nose, cause me problems. But if you find the right mask that fits and actually works, then it's great. But uh, being a student in a pandemic is really hard because uh, you can't be with the friends you're normally with. You can't like have everybody you normally talk to at lunch. It's just no, it's just like uh, splitting up your friend group, basically doing uh, for like staying distant with each other. I follow all the rules. I make sure that I'm representative of EZTV and the whole school. I just try and follow all the rules as best as I can. My name is Rylan Rask. I attend Sing Hills Elementary. I'm in fifth grade. What I like about being in school is that I don't have to have the stress of having everything done in a certain amount of time. And I like having it done at school so I don't have to worry about doing other things. What is it like being in fifth grade wearing masks when you're playing with your friends? Does it feel weird or is it just sort of normal? It's not like what I would prefer. And I wish I could play with my other friends in the other classes. It's just kind of weird in general, but I've gotten used to it from the past few weeks. Talk to us about, you know, I know in, in all, every student, there's things that you love about your school. And then there's things that you're like, eh, I uh, would love to hear about those things that you really love about your school being in Elizabeth. Um, that we could really tell the rest of the world why is Elizabeth High School or Elizabeth Elementary? What what makes it cool? Like, what do you guys see from your point of view as students that really you enjoy about being in your school? What I like about the school year is like the teachers, they're like re working really hard to make like the learning fun for us instead of just being the primary things. Like we just we still get to like do fun activities. We don't only just have to sit and learn about the primary subjects. Now that we're in COVID, I know Taylor, for you had already mentioned the high school that things have changed a little bit. How about for you guys in the middle school and elementary? Have you seen changes? My name is Ann Jones. I go to school at Elizabeth Middle School. I'm in seventh grade. Um, with sports and such, we we still get to do like camps and stuff and open gym but we're not exactly traveling to other schools to have games. But I think it's still great that we still get to play a sport and we're not just stuck at home doing nothing. Oh, I'm Abby Monchek and I'm in eighth grade at the middle school here in Elizabeth. Um, some other things that changed was last year when COVID wasn't around, we were all the grades got together in the cafeteria in the morning. And now um, the different grades get into different places. So sixth grade goes into the gym, um, seventh grade goes into the cafeteria, and eighth grade goes into the auditorium. Thank you. I appreciate that helps us understand. All right. Uh, I am Amber Rusk. I teach third grade at Singing Hills Elementary School. 
And I also coach at the high school. So I'm kind of all over the district. Definitely like the personal connections, the relationship building with face-to-face much better than um, from home. I know from my elementary kids, they just, they love being in class and I feel like they just gravitate and learn so much more, almost little things behind the scenes, stuff that you teach without realizing you're teaching them, Um, life lessons, life skills, more of that sort of stuff that you can't really do virtually. Um, And then at the high school, definitely the mental health of my athletes. Um, They, they love being in person and doing their sport and, you know, it's really hard for them to turn and do their stuff on carpet at home uh, and keep up with team building and dynamics virtually. So different areas there for me. Um, I'm a teacher at the high school. And I think probably the main thing that I like about being in school is just the face-to-face relationships um, that you're able to develop and how easy it is to check in on the kids and make sure that they're doing okay just when they walk in the classroom you know, being able to make eye contact and say, how are you doing? And like, there are a lot of things that we can do remotely. I still think that we've been able to produce good content and um, rigorous work for the kids to do, but there's just something special about having them here in the building and being able to interact with them that way. You know, another example of going above and beyond is if you just look at our administration and district leadership, I know here at the high school, I've been so grateful for Brett and John and Kimberly and everything that they've done and how they've communicated through this time. I've just felt very supported as a teacher. And I think that um, I don't think I'm the only one. Like, um, it's just been really cool to see them come alongside us and support us and our tech team, like, step up and get us the technology that we need to be able to support our remote learners. Um, And it's just been really cool to see everyone kind of come together um, and and do all of that. And even Brett's constantly telling us, you know, give grace, receive grace. And he's just been very good about that. So I've been really blessed. I can't tell you how many times this year I've been like, I'm so glad I'm working at Elizabeth High School right now. Um, it's just been really cool to to see that and be a part of it. Ms. Quintana, do you want to talk to us a little bit about from your perspective? Absolutely. Um, I am Reagan Quintana. I teach seventh grade reading at the middle school. Um, I, I love Elizabeth schools. This is my third year here. And um, I, I, I absolutely love being here, being able to be in a, in school and not have to be remote has been such a huge blessing for me and for my family. I have a daughter and she's in sixth grade here in the building with me. And that's, um, it's so great to be able to have the opportunity to take my own kid to school. I'm looking at some of my other friends who work in other districts that are going through nightmares, just trying to find childcare for their own kids so that they can actually teach their kids all day. And it's such a huge blessing just from um, a personal family aspect. And um, Tiffany, I'm sure you can agree that being able to be here with your kids is just one less burden on teachers. Um, And that's so huge. Being in a district that actually listens to us and cares about our needs has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, And we are able to support those students who do need to be at home. Um, I absolutely am. I'm very grateful to work for a district that saw the needs coming and decided that, you know what, they're not going to put an undue burden on the teachers by forcing us to do online and in-person every day. 
we outsourced all of our online learning to an outside program. So we can focus on those students who are in the building every day. And while we do have students that for various reasons do need to quarantine or end up sick, we are do have the technology and the capability to be able to go online with students and Zoom in with every class as needed. It's not um, something that was required from the get-go. And it's really great to be able to have the ability to reach out to those kids without having to do that every single day. Um, in the grade level that I teach, we had just had an, uh, an incident. We ended up having 45 kids quarantined. And we were able to still have our classes and have those kids online. And then when they were off of quarantine, they were able to come back into the building and we were able to resume class as normal. And it's been it's been a phenomenal experience um, having that. Um, I live in um, Arapahoe County. I live, I live in Cherry Creek School District. Uh, my daughter was previously in Douglas County Schools and I teach here. So I'm kind of um, in the middle of all of it and being here has been absolutely fabulous. Well, it's great to be a part of this conversation. I am Tammy Kruger, and I'm the Special Education Director, also known as the Director of Special Services for the Elizabeth School District. And I just feel like a message that I would want for everyone to hear is just the blessing that it's been for our students to be a part of Elizabeth School District. It it's always that way, but especially right now during this time of COVID where we're offering our students as much in-person learning as possible. And for our special education students, we're even thinking about what they need individually. An amazing opportunity when you can give parents and students options rather than telling them they have to be at home and figure out how to access their learning through the computer or you know we have to just send you you know paper pencil packets or you know ask you to get on to programs at home that you know somebody at home has to sit next to a student and navigate with them um, in order for them to be able to access so we've got some flexible schedules going this week for some of our students so that they can be in person and get the help that they need and work with their teachers and have some of that routine that they usually have still be a part of this week, even though um, the school's quite empty and it feels a little bit different at the high school this week. We have some students there. We also have some students in our transition program. That's our students that are 18 to 21. And, you know, for them, even if they are at school or remote, our teacher has figured out how to include those kids in the in-person instruction that's happening. So I know our, um, our superintendent has walked the halls of the high school this week, and it's been interesting to see and hear the teachers providing instruction to students online and it's sounding just like it, an in-person class was happening. Um, but I know that's that's been great for the students when they have to be in remote, but I know I've walked through all of our buildings while 
the kids are coming into the building or they're um, on passing period and they're they're going in between classes and to be in a school when kids are there walking around there's there's just no replacing that with anything that you can do online Hi, I'm Lori Burton, and I'm the reading specialist at Singing Hills. First of all, I believe that you can't really teach a kid until you have a relationship with them. And it's so hard to have a relationship with a kid through through a screen. Um, they All our kids just know we we love them and just want to be, want to see them. We're so excited when we get to see them every day. The kids are so excited. I think we've seen from when we, last spring, when we had to go remote, we're see, seeing a difference with the kids being here that they realize how important that was. You know, for a while, they kids used to complain about coming to school. But then when you took that away from them, they realized, oh, wow, we do really want to be here. So even though I feel like we fell behind a little, probably missing those days, um, just their willingness to work again hard and catch up. I, I don't think we were real far behind. Um but yeah, like I said, you, you can't teach a kid without having a relationship with them. So we're just doing everything we can to keep them here and love on them and know that that we care about them. And then just um, as a reading specialist, if I were to go remote, um, super challenging. Like I've tried to think of everything from how I would be able to see them all one on one because I see kids from all different classrooms. So um you know, how, how logistically are you going to figure that out when they're trying to do things with their specials teacher and then with their regular teacher and how many times they're going to log on for Zooms for them during the day and then me try to figure out when I can find 30 minutes within their day and then just what that does to parents. You know, I can't even imagine that nightmare, especially if they have more than one kid. So we're just very thankful that we're doing it like this right now. And if that happens, we'll figure it out like we do. But, um, but it's great to have them here for sure. I really appreciate that we are in this smaller setting and we have um, more control over being able to have say in that and tell our superintendent, no, we really, really want to be in person. Um, it's what's best for kids. And I appreciate that that has been um, heard and that that is, is being lived out for us in our buildings. Because like Lori said, it is so hard to teach kids to learn to read over a computer. They have to have the book in front of them. So I appreciate that we're still here in person. At elementary school level, the thing that we have been um, struggling with, and Lori, you can jump in here too, is um, teaching kids to read and how to specifically form sounds in their mouth is very hard when you can't see the face. And so when you're trying to teach them how to make a specific sound, especially for kids who struggle with speech to begin with, um, because we're supposed to have our masks up all the time, it's very hard for them to see the difference between an F and a TH blend or um, having the differences between vowels is really hard for them to see. Um, it's also really difficult for doing read-alouds and reading with expression and having the kids be able to see your passion and your um, expression and creating the characters when they can only see this much of your face. And so um, it's been exciting to try and figure out ways to add more to the stories, um, to have the kids be engaged when they can only see just a little bit of your face. In first grade, we don't require the kids to wear masks because the governor's mandate is kids 11 and older. And so most of my class does not have masks on, but, but I do. And so um, 
I do get to see their expression, but they don't get to see mine. And that has been a struggle, I think, for the kids. Um, I think that's what we do best. And that's what the kids need. And that's what they thrive on is that connection that they have with the teacher. And so um, we have a lot of elbow bumps. We have a lot of air hugs. Um, we've had to get creative, but um, I can't wait till it's all done. <laughs> Let's just say that. I can't wait till we get to hug the kids again. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and getting a glimpse into the passion and respect and perseverance that is the Elizabeth School District. We'll be back later in the year with more of our interviews around some of the other incredible work happening in Elizabeth, but we hope that you enjoyed our show.